Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night, wherever and whatever you're watching this video. Uh, thank you for taking the time to be watching this message uh, today. If you are at uh, our building, good morning, guys. Uh, we're so happy that, that you are there. Uh, I know Julie has been working really hard the past little while, and thank you, Julie, and the board for all the hard work that you've been doing, helping set up the church and doing the sound and, and putting the video up. Thank you so much for that. And this morning's message, uh, I think, is going to really hit home to a lot of you, and it's something that is very apparent uh, with what's going on uh, today. And we're just going to dive right into the Word. And if you have your Bibles or the Bible app, you can turn to 2 Corinthians 10, verse 3 to 5. And this verse is a letter that was written by Paul the Apostle to a church in Corinth. So he's writing to a group of, of believers, and the letter said this to them. For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. I prefer, personally, the English Standard Version of this, and it says this, for though we walk in the flesh, we are not waging war according to flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. That version I just read helps you understand that he's talking about people, flesh. And during this message, I'll be referring to flesh. And understand another thing. When Paul wrote this letter, there were some things going on uh, at the church. And I'm sure Paul is like, what, what are you guys doing? Why are you doing this? And so this letter has a lot of forwardness to it to help these people lift themselves up. And the last verse in verse 5, this is the most important part of this verse. It says this, We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Today we're going to discuss our minds, which is why I've entitled this, The Fight for Your Mind. Because we are constantly going through a fight in our minds, especially today, and that's why I thought this message would be very fitting. If you're an experienced believer, you may already have a good idea of what I'm going to be talking about. You may know I'm going to talk about a spiritual warfare and that we're not warring against flesh and blood against people, but that we are battling against powers and principalities. And that also, and this is important, and that also there is a devil who hates us. And you may know also that I'm going to talk about our minds and our thoughts as well. But I want to make this really clear. I'm not saying that the only fight that we have is a spiritual one. I mean, think about it. If you turn on your TV and you pick either CNN or Fox News, it's not going to take very long to have a fight uh, in your mind. And I know this era we are in right now can seem very complicated. Even with the racism that is happening in North America, I have a fight with my mind and I go, why is this a thing? Why are we even arguing? Uh, about this? Why are people still thinking that they are above somebody else just because of the color of their skin, even though we are all created in God's image and created uh, and, and, be, and we're all considered brothers and sisters on this earth? 
And at this time, I want you guys to think about how many random things that have entered your mind today. And I know for some of you, you're still getting the, the crust out of your eye and, and, and the coffee's still brewing, so you're still getting up. But if today doesn't suit you, what about yesterday? So just, th just think for a moment how many positive things, how many negative things, any regrets from yesterday or the day before. Did you think about it? Okay, good. Keep it. Remember it. Don't forget it. And during today's message, I want you to apply it. So remember what that thought was. And after we're done, I want you to apply it. It's pretty simple because you have that fight in your mind. And after today's message is done, apply it. And we're just getting started. So let us quickly pray and we'll get right into this message. Jesus, we thank you so much for your word. God, even as we are a part of this nation that is facing complicated times with extreme pain and brokenness, Jesus, we know that you are there in the midst of every ounce of pain and every midst of brokenness. So Jesus, we pray that you would come and you would continue to bring healing to our nations and give us wisdom. Amen. So I'm a very competitive person. I love competitions and uh, sometimes I do competitions uh, with myself uh, being a small business owner uh, it's just me myself and I I'll be working and I'll do little competitions just with myself going normally this job would take me 40 minutes and I'll go okay Jesse let's do it under 20 let's see if we can get this done in 20 minutes or less and then my other self will go Jesse that's impossible and then my other self will go dude just do it don't be so weak you could do it and then I do it and I get myself hyped up and I just have this little competitiveness just with myself and uh, and I'll tell you this straight up I hate to lose even when it's against myself I hate to lose because I can go on and on and on about the stories of of how competitive I can be in sports when it comes to football and uh, my youth knows that but that's just how competitive I get and and how much I really want to win and I feel like as human beings, we all fit into one category or the other. Do you hate to lose or do you love to win? Because here's the deal, I will get so passionate about a football team that I'm not even a part of. And if, and if they lose, I get so upset. If they lose, I get so upset and I want them to win and I don't even play. But it's so important to me that they win. But then I think to myself, how much more important should it be for us to win this fight that Paul is talking about in 2 Corinthians 10? Because what did he say? And I'm paraphrasing, but Paul said, we are in a fight and our fight is not against flesh and blood. Our fight is not against the people around us. Our fight is a spiritual fight. And there is a specific person that, that I find we don't talk about very often. Possibly it's because in, in many ways this person is very weak and small and already defeated. I'm talking about Satan. In fact, I have a feeling that when we go up to heaven, when we go up to heaven, we will see how big and how powerful and how majestic our God really is. And then we're gonna see all the way, all so far away, where we're gonna realize how small, how weak the devil is in comparison to God. And we're gonna go, really? That guy? That guy did all this warfare 
on the earth. He did all these things to make my life difficult and, and put us up against one another. Now obviously this is all in comparison to the power of Jesus. But I do want to make it clear that there is a real Satan who hates us and doesn't like what we're doing as a church. And I believe the Bible calls him our adversary. The Bible calls him our accuser. The Bible calls him our fighter. He doesn't want us to live peaceful lives declaring the good news of Jesus. So we're in this fight, in this spiritual fight. So how important is it for us to win this fight? So we will spend the next few moments and talk about the reality of this fight and this fight that we are in that is not a war against people, even though there are natural fights that need to be fought. I want to make that clear as well. But the people we are fighting against are not our enemies. Our enemy is the devil who hates us and opposes everything that Jesus stands for, which is love, equality, grace, and forgiveness. And also the understanding, the value for every single human being on this planet. That's our fight. So let's talk about how to win this fight. If our fight isn't natural, if I'm not fighting against the people around me, if, if I'm not just fighting the systems of the world I'm living in, then who am I fighting? And if I'm fighting the devil, then where is this fight actually taking place? So I'm going to read 2 Corinthians 10 verse 5 one more time. And I want you to decide where this fight is truly taking place. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. In the English Standard Version, which I mentioned before, it says lofty opinion. And if you don't know what pretension means, that's pretty much what, what it means. You, you're being boastful and you think you're right with your thoughts. So all of the words I just mentioned, opinions, arguments, knowledge, thoughts, where do all of those words I just mentioned take place? Did you figure it out? Your mind. All those things take place in your mind. This small area of your body is the area where spiritual battles take place. If the devil wants to accuse us, where does that happen? In your mind. If we have wrong perceptions, where does that happen? In your mind. And here's what is so interesting about this verse uh, that I mentioned. This verse is written in the context of a letter that is written by the Apostle Paul to a church in Corinth. And he is writing not to a group of unbelievers. These people are already Jesus followers. They, they know a little bit about who this guy is. He is writing this to a group of mature believers. People who have been in a relationship with Jesus for quite some time. And he is telling them the fight is in your mind. So the fight you're going through right now isn't in the mind of our politicians, it isn't in the mind of our police officers, and it isn't in the minds of other people. The fight we go through and I go through is in your mind 
and we need to win this fight in our minds. So what do we do with the thoughts in our mind? How do we actually win? We're going to flip over to one last verse, Romans chapter 12, verse two. And we're going to read this scripture with the intentions of how we will win this fight that is going on in our minds. It says this in Romans 12, verse two. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Believe it or not, this verse gives us some key insights on how to win this fight. This verse mentions the renewing of your mind. So picture it like this. If you buy a house and over time you want to remodel the house, well, you'll have to tear down some of the old parts of that home so you can build up some new things, right? That's normally what you have to do. So this verse is essentially saying, if you want to be transformed, you have to tear down some old things and build up some new things. I want to quickly share a fact with you, okay? So we have a unconscious mind and a conscious mind. And you can fact check me on this later, okay? There is uh, quite a few studies on this, but in any given moment, any given moment, there are 11 million bits of information that is happening all around you. But our conscious mind is only able to process 40 of those 11 million bits at once per second. In any given moment, there's so much going on, even if you're in the church building, right now there are distractions. Well, at least for me, there are distractions. I mean, there's distractions for me right now. I'm outside and I can hear kids screaming and I can hear cars moving, but yet my mind is trying to focus on this. So there's all this information going on around me, but really my brain can only focus on one certain area as everything else is still going on. That means that 99.9% of the things that happen in our mind happen at the unconscious level because there's 11 million bits of information and your brain can only consume 40 of those 11 million bits. Things we never actually consciously decide to see or think or even believe. They just happen because we are seeing them and taking them all in at such a rapid rate that our conscious brains just can't process because our unconscious mind of thinking is very interesting. I mean, just growing up in North America, you know, we have all these commercials and it's so easy to, to be uh, influenced by because there's so many happening every day. And have you ever seen a commercial and all of a sudden you think to yourself, oh, if I had that, I'd be so happy. Like if I had that, I'd, I'd just be, that'd be so awesome. I'd feel so much better about myself. But in reality, you didn't even think of that. You're watching this commercial and in reality, you didn't really even think about it. it just, it's just, you just kind of said it out loud. Because somewhere in your unconscious mind, something is telling you this will make you happy. Think about all the images that we consume that are telling us you need this. Our conscious brain never processes it. But somewhere on the inside, that unconscious thing that we are seeing are informing us, our desires, 
our opinions and our stereotypes. And I'm not gonna make any examples, but the fact that I just said the word stereotypes, I'm sure already in your unconscious mind, something has already popped up. So of all those image and thoughts and stereotypes affecting our brains, think of what, what that does to our unconscious mind. It can create an unconscious bias. It can create in us wrong thinking. It can create in us wrong desires and thinking that I need this material thing to be happy. Or I'm suspicious of this person because unconsciously they look a certain way based on the images that I have seen. We aren't even trying to think these things in that moment, even though most of us as believers know, no, Jesus gives me lasting joy. Even though we know as believers, we know that every human being is made in the image of God and that each person is our brother and our sister and that we are no different. And it is crazy what can happen in our unconscious minds and what a fight it can truly be. So where does this leave us? Because maybe you're thinking to yourself, well, Jesse, does that mean I'm just a victim to these images and thoughts and what's around me? Because that's a really valid question. That's why Romans 12 verse two is such a powerful verse. And so prophetic too, is it not? I mean, it was written thousands of years ago. And yet in 2020, it still makes sense and can work. So let's read this verse one more time with the context of what we know now. Romans 12 verse two. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Don't conform to the images around you, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. That word renewal, the Holy Spirit inspired Paul to write this and he wrote it in a very unique way. In the original language of Greek, that means this, consistent and deliberate. The renewal of your mind is consistent and deliberate. And I want you to write that down, consistent and deliberate. The renewing of your mind is consistent and deliberate that we are transformed by the consistent and deliberate tearing down and rebuilding of our mind, the consistent and deliberate renovation of our mind. There should be in our lives as followers of Jesus, a consistent and deliberate. Oh, I used to think this, but hold on, I'm gonna tear this down, okay? Because now I think God sees it this way and that will help me help other brothers and sisters in Christ. Consistent and deliberate renewal of our minds. And I wanna ask one more question. When was the last time you changed your mind about something? When was the last time you went, I used to think this way and now I think differently? As followers of Jesus, as people with the spirit of Jesus living on the inside out of us, empowering us to win this fight that is happening for our mind, that should be a part of our lifestyle.
We should have a consistent and deliberate tearing down and rebuilding of our mind. So church, I know you're smart people because you may already have a fight in your head just trying to figure out which thought is right and wrong. Because if you're thinking one thing, then trying to think another, how do you let your brain know which thought is proper? And you may end up fighting on the notion just for trying to change. So we're going to read Romans 12 verse 2 one more time, but this time I want to read to you the message translation. And maybe this will help you understand a little bit more. It says this in the message translation, Romans 12 verse 2. Don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God and you'll be changed from the inside out. So what do we do with our thoughts? We fix our attention on God. We fix our attention on His Son, Jesus, who came to earth and lived so that He could die, so that He could forgive us of our sins. I honestly believe as we do that, according to this verse, something miraculous will happen in your mind. Not only there, but your heart too. This bias we, we created, those unconscious patterns and patterns of thought that we have built and we don't even know that they are there. Church, I think we know that God will miraculously heal them as you fix your attention, as we tear down and build up, and as we become deliberate and consistent to that part of the renewing of our minds. I truly believe that we will become better people in Christ, better brothers and sisters to the ones around us, and a better community of people in our communities in Lactabani, in our communities in Winnipeg. Because I really do hope that this message, I mean the fact that I can be uh, being filmed here and this goes on, on the internet, many people can see this. Not just our town, not just our building, but many people can see this. Because I believe this message is just so important and true to what is going on in our society today. So if this is you, if this is you, somebody who has been battling this fight, been really concerned, just been really struggling, been having these thoughts that you don't want to have, or you've had a thought that you've had for such a long time, and it's just kind of burned you out, I pray that you really fix your attention on God. I pray that you really focus on trying to tear some of that old down and rebuild up some of the new so you can renew your mind and be transformed into a better image of Christ. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much uh, for what you have done in our lives. Thank you so much for what you have done uh, at our church and with your people, even though sometimes it may not look that way. God, we know you're working. We know you're always fighting. We know you're always fighting for us. We know you are always constantly trying to make us better people. And so God, I just pray that whoever has been spoken, that they really focus on this word, that they remember these verses, that they, that, that, that they remember this day and that they talk to somebody about it on how they want to change and how they want to renew their minds and how they want to be better people. God, thank you for everything that you have done for us. Thank you, thank you, and thank you. In your name we pray. Amen.
man.